Adams, Adamly, Adamowski, Bueller, Burns, Burns, Burns. It's time for school. Rock school. With your hosts, Dr. Joe Burns. Here's a question. What song can I play for my daughter so she'll clean her room? Exactly. If I can move people to behavioral, I want to move my son so he'll cut the grass. Yes, indeed. What what song is that? Right, that song. Man? Class is in. This is the Rock School Radio Show here on the Rock School Radio Network. My name is Joe Burns, and you are... I am Tammy Burns. Okay, let me give you, and also the audience out there, a story, a news story that was big, big, big news last week and previous here in Louisiana. Police have arrested the son of a Louisiana sheriff's deputy, his name Holden Matthews, and have charged him in connection with the burning down of three historically black churches here in the state. Again, Holden Matthews, 21 years old. He's from St. Landry Parish. That's the Louisiana way of saying county. It's about an hour west of Baton Rouge. The fires occurred back on March 26th, March 31st, and then April 4th. And the reason I care about it on this radio show, since we deal with music, is because out of the gate... A lot of people made the statement that this fellow, Holden Matthews, was an aspiring black metal musician. He had a project called Vodka Cultures. I think he's a bass guitarist. And he appears to be a fan of the black metal music of Varg Vilkernes of Barzum. Okay, what does it matter? A lot of people get upset that when something tragic happens, immediately music is charged uh-huh. because you listen. Think Columbine. Exactly. Right. They right. listened to Marilyn Manson, so obviously Marilyn Manson is in some way responsible for this. He's the devil. Now, it is interesting because black metal, and by the way, it's not just black metal. It's what's known as Norwegian black metal, is actually connected to the idea of burning churches. This How is the thing. How on earth is I that know. even possible? I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Furthermore, the news in Louisiana uh-huh. came out one week after black metal drummer Jacob Lowenstein of the band Igni was charged with setting two Mormon churches on fire in New Zealand. So what I want to do at the beginning of the show... I I can't, and I don't think anyone can, make a perfect connection between music and the actions of a human being. Right. But I got to tell you what, black metal, Norwegian black metal specifically, is indeed connected with burning churches. It is. So what I'm going to do is give you the background real quick of what black metal is. I'm going to play you samples of what black metal is because I really don't think you want to hear the entire song because it's it's loud 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 and the lyrics are that kind of stuff Uh uh-huh 
I'm going to tell you that, and then we'll wrap up the remainder of the show, so at least you have a background, with a lot of different times in a news story, and the one I gave you earlier, Columbine, where a musician or a band was said to be in some way responsible for it. Now, does this mean I think that Norwegian black metal is uh, responsible for this kid burning down these churches? If indeed he did it. Remember, he's only accused. You can't say the word guilty until the judge's hammer falls. But if he is indeed um, into this music and such, there's good reason to say it. So let's talk about black metal, specifically Norwegian black metal, for a little bit. And then we'll get into other times that all of this stuff happened. So I'm going to play for you a group called Barzum, which, again, has this fellow Varg Velkernes inside of it. He's from Norway. It is black metal. This is called Belias Dued. And I'll play you, I don't know, minute and a half, two minutes. I don't, somewhere I there. can't take a minute and a half of this. If it's too much, we'll pull it back. But this is the kind of music they're talking about when they say black metal. There's a listen to it. That's at least an idea of what kind of music we're talking about, the kind of music this Holden Matthews kid uh, is supposedly listening to. And again, he's a bassist. So you hear what it is. It's angry music. It really is a subsection of thrash metal, but it's really the Norwegian black metal that people are concerned about. So let me tell you what black metal is. First of all, even though it's Norwegian black metal, it didn't start in Norway. It started in Newcastle, UK, with a band called Venom. Venom didn't like that heavy metal was starting to get a little too commercial, a little too pretty boy, a little too motley crew. Right. So what they did was simply go Satanist. And there's no two ways about it. That's the upside down star, the pentagram, the goat's head, the blood, all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And what's interesting is when we get into Norwegian black metal, it's oddly not so much Satanistic as getting back at the church for what they did to the Vikings. And I know. No, wait a second. Look, I know that sounds odd, but you've got people here who are killing each other and burning down churches. So. And I'd like to tell you that I'm not that I'm making that up, except I watched an entire 45 minute uh, documentary and interview with Varg Vilkernes, and he said it straight away that it was because they consider themselves Vikings. And he and did he it got because enough people to follow him to agree to that. Believe it or oh, don't. Oh, my goodness. It's specifically called black metal because when Venom went, quote, Satanist, uh, they named their second album the black metal 
album. So there you have it. That's where it came from. Right. After that was a band that followed them called Merciful Fate. Okay, why do I tell you that? Well, because Venom and Merciful Fate, do you remember the PMRC, the Parents Music Resource Council? Yes, I with do. With Tipper Gore? Uh-huh. They had something called the Filthy 15. Yeah. If you go back and look at the Filthy 15, both Venom and Merciful Fate were on it. Mm -hmm. Venom's song Possessed was on that and Merciful Fate's song Into the Coven were on that. Okay? So that's where it started. When it makes the jump, and it really was just entertainment in the, in the UK. Right. When it makes the jump and starts to become popular in Norway, and believe me, I'm giving you the Fisher Price version here. When it jumps, it turns into not so much just entertainment. It starts to become a movement, a movement of anger. And the people who perform the music appear to all subscribe to this Satanist um, uh, Viking and such uh, against religion, against what have you. And again, you're able to have those thoughts, but they acted on them. Yeah. So real quick, just uh -huh. so you can hear what this is, let me play for you just a little bit of the band Venom. So you can hear this is where you've heard black metal already. This is where it really started. And I don't like it. Here is about a minute or so of Venom. Look at me. Well, there you go. There's a little bit of venom. Actually, I went out and grabbed Possessed, which was the one that was on the Filthy 15. Was that the hit? <laughs> it was the one they were uh, one they were known for, known for. Now, look, Venom and Merciful Fate were both in the 1980s, and they were in the UK. I think I think Merciful Fate actually was from Germany, but their hits were inside of the UK. In the 90s, when it makes a jump, you then have these bands called Mayhem, Dark Throne, Barzum, which you've already heard, Emperor, uh, Satracon, and another big one called Gorgoroth. Gorgoroth. Right, and it's the painted faces, the loud stuff, the imagery, the so swords, they, that they kind of thing. So they started to look like Vikings on stage at, well, that, they, at that point, or what? They really looked, they looked a, a lot like a very mean kiss. Okay. That kind of kabuki makeup, but yeah. very, 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 very mean. And each one of the members of the band always took on some kind of persona. And it was in, you know, old Norse, you know, the, the god of death and yeah. that kind of thing. Um, where it starts to go bad in terms of church burning, and there's other things, but where it starts to go bad in times of church burning uh, is this guy named Var Vilkernes, who is, and I think I'm pronouncing it right. I'm trying to make it sound like he said it in the uh, in the documentary 
Vilkernes was found guilty of burning three churches. In fact, if you look at the album cover for their album ASKE, A-S-K-E, it means ashes in Norway, there's a photo of one of the churches on the cover. And he jokingly said during his trial, because he went away for murder, but he jokingly said at his trial for the burnings that the reason he did it was because he wanted a good picture for his album cover. No, he didn't. And there it was. Also, it's not just him. Uh, on June 6, 1992, the Stave Church, dating from the 12th century, was burnt to the ground. By January 1993, arson attacks had occurred on at least seven other major stave churches. One of them burnt on Christmas Eve in 1992. Is that it? Oh, no. Between 1992 and 1995, more than 50 arson attacks on churches and other religious buildings could be attributed to the black metal scene. It says here that Vars stated the burnings were not Satanistic, but rather revenge for the Christian desecration of Viking graves and temples. According to Vilchernes, the arsons were on the anniversary of the Lindisfarne Viking raid. Okay? Yeah. So what put him away? There's a story about him that he hated another fellow who was in another band. His name was Oyston Arsereth, but he went by Impidimus. Well, of course in he the did. Band. Of course he did. The story goes that he, Varg Vilkernes, went over to kill him and eat him and thus taking his power. Now, that's all black metal <laughs> stupidity. Okay? That's all stuff oh, that, that makes it sound... In reality, they didn't like each other. There was a fight, yeah. and Varg stabbed him to death. Oh, he, he for stabbed, real him, to stabbed him to death. Exactly. He In Norway, he spent his time in prison uh, through 2010 and is now free. And by the way, he's put out three more Barzum albums since. So you don't, get, you don't get life in prison in Norway if you, you stab do not. someone to death. You do not. There's a 20-something year span, which is the longest you're able to be put away in jail in Norway. He served it and is now out today. So As, commit your crimes in Norway, right? It's, it's simple, simple, simple to see a, uh, you know, a picture of this guy. The first name is Varg, V-A-R-G, uh-huh. right. and then it's Vilkernes, V-I-K-E-R-N-E-S. Just look him up on Facebook. Now that he's out, he's much heavier than when he was... When he was in the bands, he was a little skinny thing when he's in the band and he's gotten into martial arts and there's lots of videos of him doing high cha towards the towards the camera. You'll find him pretty easily. So in a nutshell, there's the idea of black metal and its association with the burning down of churches. Now, usually I'm pretty quick to go. Look, you can't blame something on a song, but I have to tell you what. Maybe uh, so, huh? This looks, uh, and with the burning of those churches and the burning of the other church that I mentioned, I'll, I'll be honest with you, when I saw Notre Dame go up, yeah, I kind of shook my head a little uh. bit. And I understand now there is a an investigation underway in Paris, and by the time the show airs, it yeah. could very well be well underway or dropped. Uh, they found a guy with a truck with multiple cans of gasoline near. So did he start it? I don't know. All right. Once again, I'm going to play for you one of the other popular ones, Gorgoroth, ladies and gentlemen. I'm only going to play about a minute of it so you'll hear it. And that will be our last, our soiree out of black metal. It's Gorgoroth here on Rock School. <laughs>
Okay, coming out of Gorgoroth, and that again will be the last uh, black metal song that we play, or at least Thank clip you. that we play. Good man. If, if you do think you have to make a point of saying, okay, look, this is what it sounds like. This is where it came from. So we're done with that. But okay. here's here's the thing. Can we discuss the idea of whether a song or a style of music really will make a person do something? I'm going to play another song for you that isn't a hit, but I think you should know about it. Have you ever heard of the 1932 song Gloomy Sunday? Gloomy Sunday. Gloomy Sunday. It's no. by Reso Steres. It has been connected legally to more suicides than any other song. In fact, in Hungary alone, it's linked to 18 deaths. Okay, it's about a man singing about his dead lover who he misses terribly. It's in a minor key, so it sounds like what you think it would sound like. Right. The thing about Gloomy Sunday, it's got so much suicide hysteria around it that the BBC banned playing it until 2002. Well, I don't think they should play it now. It Come was on. also banned in France and England. Time magazine published an article linking the song to multiple, multiple deaths. So, look, I've only got a couple more minutes before the first break. You're not going to play the whole song, are you? No, no, no. Again, like the black metal, I'm going to play a little bit of it. If there was, I mean, what a horrible thing to be known for. It is terrible. The the song, as far as I can find and far as what it says here, it's linked to more suicides than any other song. Here's about a minute of Gloomy Sunday, and we'll go into the first break, and we'll talk about what research says about whether music can do this to you or not. So, a little bit of Gloomy Sunday. the first break the question is can a song can a style of music make you do something can it be held responsible and it's not just music you hear the same argument like with violent video games Mm -hmm. if a kid plays violent video games he's going to be violent does that not just sound logically correct a little bit. A little bit? Okay. Yeah. It does. It, it it's it's a fallacy of logic, but it sounds logically correct. Well, it, it sounds like what we would want to be correct. Exactly. So we can find the source and we, we can get to, rid of it. We need to get rid of the source. That's yes. the yeah, that's the idea. We need to get rid of the source that would make these kind of things. What I always say when people tell me that violent video games or violent movies make people violent, I always say to them, but what if we take a same group of people when we make them only watch video games or play video games and watch movies where everybody's sharing with each other and everybody loves each other? Does that mean they'll all share and love each other? Hmm? You would think. All right. You're assuming. Let me tell you what the research says. Okay. No. 
It does not do that stuff. Okay, why? Listen, there are three levels of change according to, there's actually a bunch more, but here are the three you're interested in. Three levels of change that you can enact through the media. Cognitive change, which is simple knowledge. If I say, hey, Justin Bieber has a new album coming out, it has nothing to do with whether you like him or your attitude about it. I have simply told you a fact. Right. Justin Bieber has a new album coming out. Did I get the fact across to you? And you can see how, let's say, in advertising, that would be very important. I just need to put the knowledge into your head. How okay. do I do that? The second level is what's known as an attitudinal change. If you absolutely hate a product, can I keep doing something, change the product, give you free stuff, blah, 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 and change your attitude so I'm not changing your behavior, I'm changing you to go, ah, oh, you know what, hey, that's yeah. not a bad idea. Yep. That's what PSAs want to do. That's what um, message pictures want to do. Right. I just want you to think about it. I want you to see a small attitude change. Right, now, okay. Now the one we're interested in, a behavioral change. If you hate broccoli, is there a number of commercials, a number of shows, a number of songs where I can just keep changing your cognitive knowledge, thus changing your attitudinal knowledge, and make you love broccoli? I don't think so. Well, some people say yes, some people say no. So can it be done? Here's what the research suggests. It would be nice if it was so cut and dry that I could go yes or no. The research suggests, and by the way, this came out of World War II. I can tell you about that if you're interested. But the research suggests that if you are predisposed to it, if this kid was predisposed to anger, uh -huh. to I want to hurt somebody, I want to hurt something, I want to destroy something, yeah, you as that person are going to seek out something that reinforces you. N not to turn it political, but think Fox News. Think MSNBC. Why do all these conservatives watch Fox News? Because they're being told they're right. They're being reinforced. Right. Why do all these liberals watch MSNBC? Because they get what they want. Yeah. They get a, a, a newscast that says the president's an idiot and you're smart for knowing it. And a release of dopamine. And a release of dopamine. Just uh -huh. that. So the research suggests in every test that cognitive and attitudinal change can prop cognitive. Yes. Attitudinal can probably be changed, but it in no way suggests that you can change a person's behavior. In World War II, there was a series of Why We Fight films by Frank Capra, as in, hello, Bedford Falls, mm -hmm. Mr. Smith goes to Washington. Uh -huh. These films were shown to all of the incoming soldiers thinking if they understood the Nazis, if they understood uh, Japan, if they understood the war, their cognitive would change, their attitudinal would change, and they would be more willing to fight. Totally makes sense. It does, except the research suggested it didn't. Can it change their cognitive? You bet. They were really smart. Could it change their attitudinal? Probably. I hate Hitler more. Right. Now I understand why we're fighting Japan and all that. Did it change their behavior? Statistically, nothing. If you came in wanting to fight, you fought. This just made it all the better. If you came in not wanting to fight, you had no more interest in fighting this just made it so that you understood why it was happening. Is that good? I don't know. Can we blame this kid? Can we blame black metal for this kid burning churches? Maybe to a point, because that's what the music did. But this kid came to it. This kid sought it out. At least that's what the research suggests.
Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 Little it, little it, communication well, research thing there it, for you. It's the kind of thing like in in third grade. You kind of know who the the bad <laughs> kid's gonna be, right? Who's listening to us on this radio station? KRFY in Sandpoint, Idaho. Great. We got to get into the break. Back in a minute here in Rock School. Hey, Rock School listener, you hear this little thing going on right now, this this music bed that goes on for a minute, we do it twice during the show. This is where a sponsor should be. This is where an underwriter should be. If you or some business you know might want to be that sponsor or underwriter of the Rock School radio show, please have that person give us a call, 985-549-2330. Once again, 985 985- You can sponsor the radio show. You can sponsor the podcast. You can sponsor both. There's other ways of doing it. So call that number, 985-549-2330, and talk with Rachel. Or you can talk to Todd if you really want to talk to Todd for some reason. But Rachel's really who you want to speak to, 549-2330. Thanks. Coming out of the break, let's start talking about other times in the media when music was blamed for a person's actions. And what's interesting is depending on this is another thing the the research says, depending on the uh, the artist and whether you like the artist or not. If you don't like Norwegian black metal, it's real easy just to say, well, yeah, I did it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm going to tell you here that supposedly Ozzy Osbourne is responsible for teen suicide. No, I like Ozzy Osbourne. It's called reciprocal liking. Yeah. It's the idea of if I like you and you say something loopy goofy, I'm more inclined to go, well, let's give him the benefit of the doubt. But if I don't like you and you say something loopy goofy, you're an idiot. That's right. It's called reciprocal liking. Look, Ozzy Osbourne has a song called Suicide Solution. Everybody knows the first line, wine is fine, but liquor's quicker. Mm -hmm. And you say, well, it's a song about suicide. He wants kids to to kill themselves. Why would he want that? Why? I don't know. It it doesn't make any sense. What's the point? Well, he's the prince of darkness. He's not the prince of darkness. He's not the prince of anything. He's a doddering old man. He can't even conjure himself out of bed in the morning. That's right. But it says here... In the late 80s, Ozzy Osbourne's song, Suicide Solution, which, by the way, is about a person slowly killing themselves with alcoholism. Mm-hmm. OK, uh, it faced media and legal wrath on January 13th, 1986. John McCollum committed suicide while listening to the song. Again, he was probably predisposed. He heard the song. He interpreted the lyrics as he needed to and used it. As parents took Osbourne to court, uh, alleging the song's lyrics caused their son to commit suicide, Osbourne was cleared watch the reciprocal liking well yeah this kid did it because of black metal but that kid did, did, didn't do it because of ozzy osbourne and uh, here you go suicide solution on rock wine is fine but whiskey is quicker suicide
Okay, coming into the bottom of the hour, I think it's the bottom of the hour. We're we're in a new studio. My home studio computer went kaput. It's gone. Isn't that convenient? It's convenient. But at least we're here in this other studio. We're getting it uh, getting it done. We won't miss a show. Marilyn Manson, not only is he a musician, and I don't mean the Eric Harrison, Dylan Klebold thing at Columbine. Right. He is not only a musician, but he is a painter. Of course he is. Aren't we all? <laughs> he made a painting of the Black Dahlia. Do you know who that is? Mm, I think it was, was she the Hollywood actress that was cut up in the woods? That's cr- well, like, along the uh, side of a road. Side of the road, yeah. But yeah. Yep. He made a painting of that. cut up. Exactly that. I, I look with, with surgeon precision. Yep. All right. He drew a painting of that. Okay. Do you draw a painting? Well, there's this fellow by the name of Luke Mitchell was dating a girl named Judy Jones or Jody Jones, took her for a walk in the woods, killed her and laid her out looking like the Marilyn Manson painting. Is Marilyn Manson responsible in any way for that murder? I don't, I can't yeah. imagine. That's why it's so easy. I, I would like it to be a yes or a no, but it's not. There's more research here or there, but the research states the kid was probably predisposed and he needed something to tell him. And that painting was enough. Marilyn Manson dabbles in some rather uncomfortable things. You know, it... I guess I should say this. It's real easy for me to sit here as a Ph.D. and and throw theory out at you. But see, I'm not involved in this. Right. If it was my son or my daughter or my church, I think emotion would be. Oh, you'd much want to blame on it on side. anything you could. Right. You'd I be, need an answer. Right. You would be reaching and grasping for straws. You're completely right. OK, let's do seven days, 70 seconds. I'm Joe Burns. You are Tammy Burns. Here are the dates. April 22nd through April 28th. You got Monday. Go April 22nd, 1978. SNL shows the first Blues Brothers skit. April 23, 1976. The Ramones released their first album. The Ramones. April 24th, 1992. David Bowie marries his second wife, Iman. April 25, 19- the Fender Stratocaster that Hendrix played the national anthem on at Woodstock sells for just under $300,000. April 26, 1986, Van Halen's first post-Roth album, 5150, is released. It's the first with Sammy Hagar, and it goes to number one for how many weeks, Joe? Three weeks. It went for how three weeks. How painful was that? Not bad at all, uh, because 1984 was there a week after. It'll be later that Van Halen will defeat the Stop David it. Lee Roth years. And Stop turn. it. By the way, do you know what 50, 50, 5150 means? What is hmm? it? It's police code for an escaped lunatic. Ooh! Yes. April 27, 2002, for the first time since 1963, there are no British acts in the Hot 100. And April 28, 2003, Apple opens the iTunes store told you about Marilyn Manson. Do you remember Richard Ramirez? Of course I do. Sure. The uh, the uh, bo- Not the Boston Strangler. Night Stalker. The Night Stalker. He's the yes. Night Stalker. California, yep. 14 months in the 1980s. He got connected to ACDC. Why? He apparently had an ACDC hat, which got left behind at one of his scenes, one of his attacks. Right. When he was brought into court, they asked him about the hat, and he said he really liked the song Night Prowler from the Highway to Hell album. Uh And he said it did inspire him to sneak into people's houses and kill them. Bull. Can you imagine being Angus Young sitting there? Are you kidding me? No. No, it did not. Do you know the song Night Prowler? Yeah. It's about a guy that gets into his girlfriend's house so he can neck with her so so her dad doesn't find out. It's nothing to do with killing someone. Here's Night Prowler on Rock School.
Okay, coming into the second break, do you know the song by Drowning Pool? Let the bodies hit the floor. Let the bodies hit the floor. I, you don't know it? I we, don't I don't think I know it. We played it like three shows ago. It's new metal. But there was this fellow named Joshua Cook who killed both his parents, and while he was doing it, he had bodies playing. That's the song by Drowning Pool. Uh, bodies playing. And furthermore, it was revealed that during violent interrogations at Guantanamo Bay, they also showed or played the song. So take from that what you will. Uh, how about this? You've heard of the band Slayer? Yeah. Slayer's really good. There was this uh, person, 15-year-old Elise Paler, and three kids who were self-proclaimed Satanists. Their name was Casey, Dashiell Mutt, and Fiorella. They would kill her, and they said they did it because they were such a band, uh, or such fans of Slayer. In fact, they love Slayer so much that they formed their own band called Hatred. Well, that's a hit-making machine, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Who, uh, oh, who's listening gosh. to us here? KPVL in Decorah, Iowa. Uncomfortable topic today, it's but terrible. something that you should know. And if you have enough information behind you, it can be more rational in the decisions of whether music is going to do that kind of stuff or not. I want a song that's going to make me clean my house. Well, that right. That's, I don't want. I don't want to do evil stuff. The, I just want to get my my stuff done. This song will make you kill you. This song will make you suicide. This song will make you commit murder. Blah, 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 blah. Here's a question: What song can I play for my daughter so she'll clean her room? Exactly. If I can move people to behavioral, I want to move my son so he'll cut the grass. Yes, indeed. What what song is that? Right, Lawnmower that song. Man. <laughs> Back in a minute here on Rock School. <laughs> Hey, Rock School listener, if you were listening to this on podcast and thinking to yourself, gosh, this would sound so much better on the radio, well, it can be. The Rock School Radio Show is available to any radio station here in the United States or abroad. We already have one in Spain. What you need to do if you'd like to help us out is contact your local radio station and say, hey, why don't you run the Rock School Radio Show? It's free. Yeah, free. Doesn't cost them anything. We will take as many affiliates as we can and we're giving it away. Have them get in touch with me or Todd. Todd will talk to them. Go to southeastern.edu slash rockschool. Southeastern.edu slash rockschool. And there's a little button on there that says contact us. And that's where they contact us. Thanks a lot. Right there in advance. Hopefully we can get on another radio station. Thanks to you. Okay, coming out of the break, uh, you're familiar, obviously, with Metallica. Yes. One of their lesser-known songs is called Ronnie. Do you know it? I don't I, know it. I hate to say it, but I didn't either. I had to go listen to a, a little bit of it. It says here, back in 2002, a guy named Ronald Pituch killed his own mother and then ran away using her motorcycle. At some point in time, he stumbles upon an 11-year-old kid who he thinks might have seen it happen, so he killed that kid. Okay? <gasps> oh, no. According to he at his trial, the 1996 Metallica song, Ronnie, was written about his life. Doesn't it sound a lot like Marilyn Manson? Exactly. They wrote it about me. Yeah. They don't even know who you are. I know. But in the mind, that's, you, you put these things together. There was a guy in Denver. His name was Richard Paul White, and he was one of the most notorious serial killers uh, in the uh, Denver area. He got the nickname Lincoln Park Strangler 
because he just flat out blamed. Yeah, Lincoln Park. The mu- the music of Lincoln Park. In I fact, here that. it is. Quote: I would listen actually to Lincoln Park before I would kill, and when I was killing, I made sure that Lincoln Park was playing. How would you like to be Lincoln Park? Are you kidding me? I mean, we put on rock shows. I know. Yeah. Here's Lincoln Park here on Rock School. break here on rock school as we talk about songs that were blamed for lack of a better word for the actions of a person is it the research suggests it's not it suggests that the behavioral change is almost impossible and the people normally have to be predisposed to it anyway so and and you can take from that what you will right i'm really giving you the fisher price version but Raymond Belknap and James Vance shot themselves, killed themselves after they were listening to Judas Priest's album Stained Class. The family brought a six point families brought a six point two million dollar lawsuit claiming that the song Better By You, Better Than Me contained subliminal messages that said, kill him, kill him, kill him, get the gun, get the gun, shoot, shoot, shoot. Right. Okay. Slipknot. Slipknot. Again, Slipknot, they're not black metal, but, you know, masks, theatrics and right. all that. It's interesting how, you know, oh, my God, they wear masks. They do always got to do But we're okay with Kiss. You know what I mean? So, Well, Kiss is almost a joke now, right? It seems that way. So a couple of San Bernardino kids, Amber Rose Riley and Jason Lamar Harris, killed Terry Ray Taylor. They slashed his throat and stabbed him 20 times. Oh, my goodness. According to the two kids, they listened to Slipknot before, during, and after killing their friend. And the one we're going to end on, uh, because I think if, if it's not Marilyn Manson and the Columbine thing, this is probably the most famous of them. Charles Manson believed that the Beatles were talking to him. Yes. He interpreted like seven songs, not mm-hmm. all of them, on the White Album. It, it, he interpreted it along with the Bible. Right. Revolution number nine. He expected that meant Revelations nine. So mm-hmm. he went and interpreted that. But he was of the opinion the Beatles were speaking directly to him and directly telling him how to begin the race war. 
and the fact that he was correct and the fact that they love him and the fact that they would protect him. And it's horse manure. And people followed him. And what a lot of people forget is that the following album, you know, that had You Never Give Me Your Money and Maxwell's Silver Hammer. I, I think it's Abbey Road, but don't hold me to that. Uh-huh. Um, they were looking at that as well in the uh, in the uh, the place out in the desert where they caught him. They were writing the lyrics to those two songs on the wall of the building. Yeah. So he was already interpreting the next album, ladies and gentlemen. So that wraps it up. Terrible, terrible thing that happened here in Louisiana. The kid is accused. You can't say guilty until the hammer falls, till the judge's gavel falls. But three churches burnt down. And it makes me wonder, since there's other churches being done, and they just caught a guy in New York City with gasoline in his car. That's today. Today's date is 419. This will air next week. I wonder strongly about Notre Dame. But I literally have nothing nothing to back that up. Right. Nothing. But it makes me shake my head just a little bit. I'm Joe Burns. Oh, I'm sad. I'm Mm, Tammy Burns. I know. That does it. Class is dismissed. To the bottom, I go back to the top of the slide. Stop.